On this episode, I'm back with Dr. Matt Retzloff. I wanted to ask him about his group's practice, Fertility Center of San Antonio, and what that's been like in a market that's increasingly competitive, a lot of consolidation in larger networks not too far apart, what that's been like for volumes in the past, what they've done to adapt, and some of the tactics that have involved us. And I wanted to get the entire experience, the before, during, and after, so he can relay that for other practice owners that might be listening. And we go into that in about 20 minutes or so for about 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes. And uh, from one practice owner to another, I think it's useful to be a fly on the wall in this situation. So here is my second interview with Dr. Matt Ratzloff of Fertility Center of San Antonio. We knew we had the you know best physicians, the, you know, we were, had best practices but that's not enough anymore. And we realized that wasn't enough and we needed a better opportunity to take advantage of uh, more specifically social media, make it a more personable experience, make it more of a, you know, hands-on, Hey, we're a family with the patients and reach out and reach out to them in the avenues that they used that we weren't using. I don't think at that time. Welcome to Inside Reproductive Health, the shop talk of the fertility field. Here you'll hear authentic and unscripted conversations about practice management, patient relations, and business development from the most forward-thinking experts in our field. Wall Street and Silicon Valley both want your patience, but there is a plan if you are willing to take action. Visit fertilitybridge.com to learn about the first piece of building a fertility marketing system, the goal and competitive diagnostic. Now, here's the founder of Fertility Bridge and the host of Inside Reproductive Health, Griffin Jones. I'm having a bonus conversation with Dr. Matt Ratzloff. He's from the Fertility Center of San Antonio, and we have worked with them. So I want to explore what that's been like and share that with all of you. Matt, can we maybe start with, you, you called me about, we've known each other for a while, but you called me about a year ago wanting some help and can you talk about what the impetus for that was? Sure. Yeah, no, I remember it well. And, um, you know, if I was to take us back about a year ago, really what we were starting to experience, we had hired a new partner, a new partner physician. And um, really we had had pretty steady growth over time, but it was that growth was sort of plateauing when it really should have continued up and even really, really started to decline a bit. And as a group, we really started to look internally at what we were doing, whether you know it was services provided, whether it was a marketing issue, and within marketing, what were the techniques we were using, were we really kind of keeping up with what we needed to? And really, quite honestly, it was, we felt it was really necessary to really get an outside look. We had really done a lot internally. Um, we needed an outside look, really felt we were missing opportunities. We knew we had the, you know, best physicians, uh, you know, we were, had best practices, but that's not enough anymore. And we realized that wasn't enough and we needed a better opportunity to take advantage of uh, more specifically social media, make it a more personable experience, make it more of a, you know, hands-on, hey, we're a family with the patients and reach out and reach out to them in the avenues that they used that we weren't using, I don't think, at that time. 
So you're growing for a while, then that stops. You start to decline in volumes and new consoles. What does that do to the business, the practice? Uh, I mean, it really, it, it just increases the stress level of the practice. I mean, you've got, you still have your fixed expenses, your variable expenses. You've got typically, you know, all the employees you're trying to meet, you know, really on a month to month basis. And anyone that's in private practice knows that, you know, at the end of the month, you got to cover all your expenses first. And um, as your, as your revenues begin to decline, the wealth that actually in, begins to increase stress and you start becoming less effective doing what you're doing as you're, as the physician who really should be spending more time practicing medicine, practicing good medicine with each patient, you spend more time saying, hey, I need to go out and you know, spend more time drumming up business. And so you each try to do things differently and I think become a little less efficient, disjointed and, and not really effective in, in bringing in and re, in, in reinvigorating that patient base. So it came time, there was a need. How did, you, we're not the first marketing company you've ever worked with. Uh, there have been others and, and also others that have called on you. How was our approach different? Well, I mean, a couple of things. First off, I've known you for a long time personally, but hey, we're a group of four physicians here and, and I don't make all the decisions, obviously. They're all group decisions. And and so we've we tried to give opportunities to several outside sources, kind of what do you have to offer to us? Some came to us with really strictly a, hey, website base. You need to improve your website. <clears throat> you know, your patients um, aren't seeing the website and that's not translating into new patient visits. Others, you know, focus on Facebook or focus on uh, office visits and, you know, continue to do luncheons and, 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 and you know, it's the getting out there, getting FaceTime with, with the uh, OBGYNs. So we looked at each one and we kind of looked at the breakdown. Interestingly enough, several of them worked not just in the fertility field, but they worked with in other fields too, whether it was general OBGYN, surgical fields. And REI in the practice of fertility is really unique. And, and, and I say that I'm probably very biased, obviously, but I don't think you can apply the same approach to an REI practice and the practice of fertility medicine with others. I don't think it works. And so what Fertility Bridge really brought to us was a focused, multifaceted approach, yet really unique to fertility. And you brought the experience and brought sort of the accolades that came with the work you've done with other practices. It wasn't just, this is what we're going to do for you. This is what we've done for others. And, and it really made a, a big impression. I have my own hypotheses about why it doesn't work as well for for agencies that might be all healthcare. Why do you think it doesn't work? The fertility or, or patients that are experiencing infertility, there's an emotional component to it that I think really is unique. You might be able to translate it almost to the practice of oncology or cancer patients where the impact on an individual is unique to that particular individual. And if you can't make that connection, that emotional connection, that personal connection with the patient and your attempts to bring them in to see you don't sort of strike a chord with them in that, in that approach, um, then I think you're, uh, you'll, you'll fail miserably. And I, I just think it's a unique, it's that more emotional personal tie that's very unique to fertility. I, I think so too. I, that was the first thing 
that I noticed when I started working with clinics in 2014, because I, I you know, I've had LASIK surgery. I feel very strongly about my surgeon. I, I really believe in the benefit of having LASIK. If you walk around with pain all the time and an orthopedic surgeon replaces your knee and your hip, I imagine you'll feel very strongly about them and really believe in the process. It's just not the same as having a child. Right. It just isn't. And it just also isn't the, the, the pain, the social stigma, the everything else that makes that community a community. And well, I mean, you're, the examples you gave right there, you're going to speak to your family about your knee surgery. You're going to talk to everybody about your LASIK surgery. There are a lot of couples out there, individuals who are experiencing infertility, who feel like they're isolated. They can't really speak to others. And if they do speak to others, they come, they're speaking two different languages. And it's kind of like the old Venus and Mars discussion. And, and you know, as a practicing uh, fertility specialist, I would take it so far as to say, when you went to go look for your LASIK surgery, or your knee surgery, you were quite honestly looking for a technician. You were looking for someone who was skilled with that particular procedure. The emotions and the other ties didn't necessarily need to be there, quite honestly. Yeah, it's true. My, my ophthalmologist could have been a total dick. <laughs> You'd have been just fine, but he's great. And you got a great surgery. Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, that, that's why I, I feel strongly about subspecializing. When I first started doing this, I belonged to a group of other business development and marketing agency owners. And I constantly talk about subspecialized, subspecialized, niche, niche, niche. And the resistance that I often get are people feel like it's limiting. And you know, if, if my team was just doing this all the time and it's like you are just going deeper and deeper and there is no bottom. Yeah. So I've gone more into this than anybody and I still feel like you could fill the staple center with what I yeah. don't know and it's like you, you fix the first thing I ever figured out was oh you can get a lot of word of mouth referrals from organic social media that was the first thing that does not always equate to a top line spike in and of itself there's everything along the way and then you start to work on the next thing and the next thing and you start to to make it a system and that's how we approach the the conversation with you all, but I, I'm very insistent that give me a business goal. Give me a business goal. Let me solve that with marketing and biz dev, but don't give me a task list of we have to do this many social media posts or this, this right. spend on AdWords. So give me the business goal. If, if I'm accountable yeah. for it, make me accountable for it. And um, uh so I think that sometimes I turn people away from that because they just want to give people a checklist. You gave us a, a business goal. How do you feel about that process in terms of working towards a marketing goal versus working towards a business goal? I do think they're, you know, really, they have to be tied together. And in one of our very first meetings, <clears throat> it's not, you don't sort of just break down with, let's talk about the tasks let's talk about the end point. Where do you all want to be? We talk about, you know, our five-year strategic goals, 10-year strategic goals. Where do we really want to be as a practice? And how does, how can the, the marketing 
tools be used to kind of reach whatever those goals are? And I would expect, obviously, I've just seen our sort of algorithm that you've come up with based on our goals. I can imagine that's not necessarily exactly the same for every practice. And, you know, it really has to be customized based on whatever that the unique goals or, or, or whatever the environment is for that particular practice. Um, but I felt good that, you know, based on our goals, based on how you said we'd get from point A to point B and have some metrics along the way that didn't just say, hey, we're going to start now and next year, let's see if we got there. You said, hey, every month we're going to say, hey, where are we moving in the right direction? We got a green light, a yellow light or a red light. And let's look at each of those areas and how we're going to kind of make all those green lights so that when we get to the end point, I mean, the process spoke for itself. We didn't even have to ask ourselves, did we get here? <clears throat> you just look across, you got green lights, you made it. So the system kind of almost answers your questions real time as you're moving forward. And you feel more comfortable and confident in the process when you see those changes real time and not just, hey, you're in a vacuum, you go off and say you're going to come back in a year and, and tell us we're going to be there. I would be a bad fertility doctor because I only want to take on the cases that I know are going to be successful. I only want people to say these sorts of things about me and my company, like Greg in Chicago. Our resources um, are not endless. And I think that with Fertility Bridge, um, there's a much deeper dive. Or Dr. Young in Iowa. I've gotten more positive feedback from patients from anything in the last 30 years of practice or Brad in Seattle. You have uh, multiple experts on your team and for you know a very small price to get that level of, of uh, consulting for just, just a uh, couple hours uh, would be really valuable. Okay, you get the idea. So this is how we set you up so you are 100% guaranteed to be successful in your goal over time. It's not a magic wand. Until you do this, do not pass go, do not collect $200 and definitely do not get in any long-term commitments or launch initiatives. You sign up for the goal and competitive diagnostic at fertilitybridge.com. You fill out your business needs profile. We establish your benchmarks and desired outcomes. Then we meet for our 90-minute consult. We provide you with business intel, revenue estimates, and a competitive overview of the field to facilitate the prioritization of your goals between your partners and leadership team. Then we have a 30-minute follow-up. We tell you exactly what you need to audit and strategize to build your plan. I'll also give you one big marketing idea that will make you say, damn, that's good. If we fail to do any of these things, we give you your money back because it's only $5.97 and because I need you to be successful because I need you to say all those really sweet things about me and my company. Maybe even a gem like this one from Holly and Dr. Hutchison from Arizona. If we didn't have Fertility Bridge, honestly, I think we would be getting close to retiring. There's no long-term commitment whatsoever, and there's a 100% money-back guarantee. Send your manager to fertilitybridge.com, have them sign up for the Golden Competitive Diagnostic, and I will see you and your partners on Zoom. First, so first we looked, we looked at the the red lights, we said, okay, these are, these are we've got to make yellow and green. Then we, uh, we, we made the plan. Uh, at that point with the plan that you were, you were called on by other agencies, a couple of them, one you had been working with, uh, 
another one that you hadn't been both just large healthcare agencies, like the ones you described earlier that just kind of do everything, say, hey, we'll get more new patient leads, whatever. Um, and we were more expensive than they were. Uh, and probably not by, a, not by terribly much, but, but not by a little either. And so you all had a decision to make. You ended up going with us. Why? Well, I think that the others appear to be more sort of prefabricated processes. Basically, we offer this to fertility practices. We could have been fertility practice X, Y, or Z, and I felt like we were going to get the same sales pitch. And it really wasn't tailored to what we needed or wanted. That's one reason. The other reason is that expense is all relative. You know, I kind of often as I, I wouldn't consider myself completely business savvy other than I would obviously I'm trying to learn every day. But so if you spend $10,000 on some particular product or service and it returns $50,000, that was cheap. If you spend $10,000, if you spend $5,000 and it returns you a thousand, it's very expensive. So it's not the actual amount you're spending. It's what you're going to get in return to what you spend. And I think that's one of the very most difficult concepts, at least myself, to pretty much kind of really get a good grip on saying, don't just look at the number and say, damn, that's a lot of money. Yeah, you do have to look because you've got a budget for that. But you got to look at what is that going to buy me? And really, I felt better that what we were getting for our money yeah, maybe a little more expensive dollar bottom line, but the return potential was so much greater and really was, uh, I was much more optimistic that it would be in the long run better for the practice. That, that's my recommendation to people as a business owner. Look at the desired future state. You have to look at every expense as a business owner, every single one. You also have to look at the desired future state and what's getting you there to help measure those. And when I look at a consultant, I look at what is my desired future state, and then price only comes in after my confidence in how much one of them is going to get me towards the goal comes in. If I feel like I, they, they're both getting there, then I might go with the one. But if it's, you know, this one's cheap, but I just don't believe they're going to get me to my goal. And yeah. Uh, this one I feel very strongly with, and I know what my goal is. It doesn't matter if I'm paying them five thousand dollars a month. Yeah. They're helping me make fifteen. Then that that's much better investment than and less expensive than me spending two thousand a month and getting nothing back. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I won't forget too. I think you know when you come and present what you can do for a particular practice, it's a two-way street. I look at it as a business deal a business deal from the perspective of, hey, we want you to make us better, but we've got to be a good fit for you. And I'll never forget, you said, hey, look, if I come down there, you and I knew each other personally, didn't know the practice so well, but when you come down here, if what you see doesn't fit for what you can do, hey, you were ready to say, honestly, we may have wanted you, but you may not have you know, felt like you could be good for us. And that was kind of unique as well. Others said, hey, I've got a product to sell you. It wasn't a two-way street. I've got a product I want you to buy. It didn't really matter what you know we were. You kind of see where I'm going with that? Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I would say that I would be a crappy fertility doc. <laughs> I would be the one that is loading my, my case up with ones that I, I think I could help. 
um, to make my success rates go up. And and so when you did call me, I was skeptic at first, and I was pleasantly surprised. And if I can say as much on the recording, my team was pleasantly surprised that uh, really appreciate how much you all have bought in and actually been involved in the process. And you know, some of the, the partners that you have are, are a little bit older and, and we're bringing new technology and new media and, and they've embraced it, in my opinion. And why do you think that is? They could have just as easily said no, but you were all able to get on the same page. Uh, how did that happen? Yeah, I was completely my expectations were just blown out of the water, honestly, about what you were able to muster for our practice. I mean, we had everyone involved, physicians, physicians who didn't have the IT experience. You have nurses, admin. One of our nurses is doing a lot of our mark, you know, internal um, processes to sort of bring us together here, boots on the ground, if you may. The laboratory, I mean, they looked at an opportunity. You think, hey, they work back in the lab, but let's bring them out of the lab. Let's put them at the forefront. Let's get them out there for the patients to see. And we're really able and, gosh, pleasantly surprised would be an understatement to see what was able to be accomplished. And, and I would say even going forward as a consultant, you offer that opportunity to say, hey, look, I'm not here to partner with you lifelong necessarily. I'm here to teach you and you know, show you how we can do this better. Hey, if in a year or two it doesn't work, then you go on and kind of do your own things. But as a consultant, that's probably going to bring you two or three more you know, references and you'll continue to grow, whether it's with us or not. But I really felt like, hey, we're here to teach you. If we as Fertility Bridge go away for whatever reason tomorrow, you still can build on what we've taught you. So in other words, we were learning to do it from within. It wasn't some sort of a, I'm now dependent on you to do what you brought to the practice. Yeah, that, that just has to be to, to be able to, to work. We can only do so much. There's only so many things that we can entirely take. The rest has to be given yeah. to, to the DNA of the group. So I was, in, in concluding this conversation, I was listening to a speaker that was talking about the different uh, advantage points that you can, that you can bring someone, uh, with value that it's deep expertise. Uh, I think I want to say commitment to success, but I might have to, to relay that other one and enjoyable experience. You can have two out of three or, but not all three. And I, I think the one where we're weakest at is enjoyable experience in terms of we, we have people work on important things and uh, we have hard conversations. Sometimes we stay, my project manager stays on your staff to, to, to do their thing. But it's not scripted. You know, it's very natural. You kind of, uh, it's not like you give us a script to read off. I mean, honestly, I don't even, you know, trying to do the, the shows, whatever it happens to be. I just, you're like, just be yourself. You do it every day. You just have to be yourself. And then it didn't become an extra task. It actually became more of an enjoyable hey, let's just show what we do. And I think everyone then started to buy in, even you know, physician levels and, and, and really at all levels. Would you have any critiques or criticism of things we can improve on? <laughs> Gosh, I mean, I would only say, throw the COVID pandemic right into the middle of all this, right? And you, it's not a critique, it's actually more of a compliment to say, you know, to be able to sort of shift real time, reinvent 
yourself projects that were really sort of this, this is our algorithm, but we had a lot of forks in the road that we didn't expect were going to be there. And I really think you came up with alternatives that, I mean, you just use the, you know, the baby reunion, which we had really had high hopes for and, and still hope to do at some point once we can get this pandemic behind us. But hey, instead of the that, we went to some, you know, video shoots that really got patient uh, involvement, sort of, you know, separate platforms where, but yet we'll still come bring them together. And I mean, I really use those as more of a compliment. Your staff, they've all have experience, whether it's with fertility themselves or, or just the practice of uh, fertility medicine. I, I honestly, you know, communications always, I, I'd have to be reaching to sort of say, that's, that's always good. It's good to see your emails to sort of say, hey, I like that real time. I kind of alluded to it earlier. I don't, I'm not someone who says, let's get this project going. Tell me when the project's over. It's, I want to know real time. Hey, because this is all formative. We need to make changes as we go and we can't all expect it. Hey, the pandemic is going to hit right in the middle of all this, right? Because we started this project before COVID even, uh, we even knew what COVID was. So, you know, here we are today and I couldn't be happier with uh, where we are. Dr. R, I, I appreciate the really kind words. It's been great to work with you all too. Hopefully you get to keep this relationship for a while. And uh, I just really appreciate the compliments. Appreciate all you guys have done. And it's been a pleasure to work with all of you all at Fertility Bridge. You've been listening to the Inside Reproductive Health Podcast with Griffin Jones. If you're ready to take action to make sure that your practice thrives beyond the revolutionary changes that are happening in our field and in society, visit fertilitybridge.com to begin the first piece of the fertility marketing system, the goal and competitive diagnostic. Thank you for listening to Inside Reproductive Health.